get off my lawn. You know, back in my day are just some of the things you say as you're getting a little older. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. Mike Keller alongside Jenny Matthews and producer Tater. You know you're getting older when, and, and Tater brought up this idea, and while I love the conversation because every almost everybody has a story about it, unless you're young, I also kind of hate that he brought it up because now, by the end of this, we're all going to need some you know, some preparation H, you know, some new, some new <laughs> tennis balls for our walkers, some Ben gay, some Ben gay, <laughs> yeah, some icy hot, which I see, you know, we're all going to be driving, you know, Buicks, Buick lacrosses by the end of the podcast today. Cause I feel like it's going to make us feel old, but it is a, it's, it's fun to talk about. I had a moment the other day. It's so funny that Tater should bring this up. Um, my son was doing a ninja class up in Excelsior Springs. Okay, that's awesome. Ninja. Was it Excelsior Springs or Kearney? It's in Kearney. You said Kearney. I was in Kearney. It's okay. I didn't know where I was. I had never been there before. (laughs) That's even norther than you're used to. Yeah, I didn't know where I was. But anyway, uh, I had a little time to kill because he was doing the ninja class and I couldn't be a part of it or watch or anything. So I dropped him Why not? Uh, just sometimes that's how it goes. You drop my, it was at a gym, like where they do a lot of gymnastics and stuff. And he was in a back portion of the gym where the okay. parents oh. weren't allowed to go and watch. I thought you were nervous to watch your son in ninja uh, class. Like you were afraid he would injure himself. No, not at all. Not at no, all. No, she okay. can't be, she can't be watching them because ninjas are sneaky, man. You I can't mean, see them. Yeah. Well, right. come on. Now. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I'm sorry. Okay. Anywho. So I'm up there and I'm kind of looking for something to do. And you know, I'm not poking fun at Carney. Not Carney. It's Carney. Where was it I? It is Carney. Carney. I don't know why I have a brain fart right now. Anyway, I there didn't appear to be a lot of options, like things to do, but I did need to get a few things at the grocery store, and I saw that they had a price chopper, so I thought, I'm going to pop in here, get what I need. That is the nicest price chopper I think I have ever been in my entire life, and it was such a goober moment, and I realized I'm old because I thought, wow, I'm getting really jazzed about a price chopper, and then I got a little irritated with the price chopper because it was Uh-oh. a new price chopper, not my usual store, right. and I couldn't find things in the aisles where I thought they would be. They didn't carry a couple of things that they carry at my local price chopper. So I found myself getting, I had all the emotions. I was getting way too emotionally invested in the price chopper in Carney. <laughs> and, and look, hey, shout out Carney. We appreciate, if you're listening up at Carney right now, we appreciate you. But I think you could see where, you know, of all the price choppers in Kansas City, you might expect as you get further away from the city, them to be a little, maybe a little older or something like that. Right. Or, and, and you go to Price Chopper and Carney, and it's it's popping. Oh, it was brand new. It was seemed brand new. Right. And you know what else I liked about it? And this is what I really like about a small town is that, so the guy behind me in line puts his stuff up on the thing and I mean, I know at my local price chopper, I don't, I don't ever recall anybody acting like they knew each other or whatever. He was like, hey, how you doing to... Alice or whatever her name was behind right. the you know the cashier and they're having a talk. He's like, so what's going on with the wedding? I mean, they were having a full out like discussion. So he was one of her regular customers, obviously. And I'll tell you, that's what I do love about a small town. Everybody sure. knows everybody. They probably looked at me like, what are you even doing here? Who are you? Why are yeah. you here? Yeah, you get Botox. We don't get Botox up here in Carney. <laughs> don't do that. Sorry, hey, maybe you do. I don't know. Shout out Carney. We appreciate Carney, you. I'm all about your price chopper. Your price chopper is a beautiful place, and you're helping my son to become a ninja. So it's a win-win. Yeah, if he's ever on American Ninja Warrior, let me know. I would love to go they did that in kansas city one time no and that would have been real cool to go to i think it was covid time though so like only few people could go it looks so incredibly difficult i love that show though i also feel old when i'm at the grocery store and i feel like the two of you can relate to this as well because i'm at the grocery store the other day and all of a sudden i hear this musical riff hit (laughs) 
It's in sync. Quit playing games with my heart. I think that's Backstreet Boys. Is it Backstreet Boys? I think it's Backstreet Boys. In sync is. No, that's not I don't know. I'm going to Google it because I don't know. Because I, I, I do think you're right. Anyway, so I hear anyway, that we're, we're, yeah. I hear that song. Backstreet Boys, go. And I am, and I'm pushing a shopping mm-hmm. cart, and y'all, I am getting down to this banger from the Backstreet Boys. Quit playing games with my heart mm. is an all-timer. Look, we're on a country station. I don't care. Backstreet Boys come on to the grocery store, and I am getting it. Oh, yeah. Okay, there is some, there, I've got a, a, a swag to my step. There are, there is some, there is some unmitigated hip movement as I'm walking down the oatmeal aisle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am getting down. And then we're about halfway through the Backstreet Boys and I realized, hold up. I am at that point in my life where I appreciate the hell out of the grocery <laughs> store's playlist. They are playing my jams. I'm going to go a little older on you because I'm a little older than you. I don't so. believe it. Well, you look younger than all of us. As, well, thank you. Instead of care, tell them Jenny Matthews sent you. But I was in the grocery store in Kearney enjoying my trip around the store. Right. And I heard one of my favorite 80s songs from Belinda Carlisle. Don't know if you're familiar with Circle in the Sand, Round and Round. <laughs> no one? Anyone? No. Oh my God, you're so old. All right, I'm so, so old. <laughs> but I just laugh that you're bringing this up about the music because I was sort of like, I had a moment where I'm like, oh my God, I haven't heard this forever. What a great song. <laughs> Whatever's we are. And th- look, there's some science behind. I'm like, I'm telling you, they break down the science of songs that play in a grocery store. There is research behind like grocery store bangers, and they're 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 like they know. I know for a fact that there's a certain like beats per minute that because they, they have to keep it upbeat. They don't ever play. You'll never hear a slow song at a grocery That's store. That's true. They keep That's it upbeat. True. Yeah. I, I think they have a science behind like a certain beats per minute, and it had to reach a certain level on the charts at some point during its luster during its heyday (laughs) because they say that with the right music you are motivated to shop more like there's a real science behind the grocery store playlist and you know what I'm here to tell you, it works. Yeah. I love the music at a grocery store. I always hear, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Yeah, I always hear that one. And I hear a lot of the old school Backstreet Boys and NSYNC Mm. in there as well. I'm here for it. Uh, Tater, you know you're getting older when? I was scrolling through social media and I saw someone say, what is burning CDs? And they put burning CDs in quotes. And then somebody said something to them that they're like the same age and they didn't know either. And the other person goes that originally said it the first time. Is it because they put them in fire? Yep. So I saw that and that's what sparked all this. I'm like, there is no way this generation knows a clue about ripping or burning a CD with like, let's say Backstreet Boys in sync, then you throw a little Nelly in there, yeah. and then you throw some, you know, all Brittany these. Brittany and Christina. And then you yeah. go, you throw your Savage Garden in there. Yeah. And then like for some reason you throw like a little Led Zeppelin or some craziness because you want to jam out, you know, right. or Alice in Chains or some craziness. But yeah, like, as, as, so I, somebody screenshotted it and then put it up and said, shake, you know, shake my head emoji. Like, I can't believe there's a generation that has no clue what burning a CD and is. Let me tell you, I took my bur- CD burning very seriously. Yeah. My, my mixtapes and my mixed CDs. It, there's a real science to that. Yeah. I mean, you got to make sure it's the right flow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, y- y- y'all, uh, for me, like, I, I kind of got into it after Napster got busted. So from I was a big LimeWire guy. Any, any, any LimeWire? Bur- no? No, funny I was story. Napster. I used Napster because I didn't know it was illegal. 
I had no idea. I just thought, this is amazing. I can get any song I want. Are you kidding me? For, for free? For free? Yeah. Never what a... occurred to me it was illegal. I'm like, oh, wow. I shouldn't have been doing that. Artists don't get paid, but I don't care because I still get the music. Like, yeah. Sometimes I can be not smart, and that was a moment of not smartness. That was yeah, them. Sure. But whatever. I got a lot of good songs. I, I love, this is where I was real happy that my name started with an M because I thought I was the bee's knees because all my burnt CDs were Mike's Mix. Oh, yeah. And then there was Volume 1. And then there was Mike's Mix, Volume 2. And then after that, Mike's Mix, Volume 3. Oh, and yeah? I, I had a bigger collection than, those, than the Now category. You know, Now, that's what I call music collection. I had one yeah. of those of Mike's Mixes. Well, well, you had Mike's Mixes. I had Jenny's Jams. Let's go! Volume <laughs> 1, Jenny's Jams. <laughs> volume 2. <laughs> I love it. I will have to say that I. <laughs> Do you have JoJo's jams? <laughs> no, I had. <laughs> uh oh. I had JoJo the Sugar Hose Sensual Hits. Essential it was, hits. It was Wait, no, no. <laughs> essential or sensual? No, sensual. It was the slow like pony by Genuine. Oh and, yeah, you did. And, uh, you know, try to get. What was that? To... Let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Do you guys not know that one? Oh, that. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. It was all my sensual mix. Oh my gosh. Let me lick you up and down till you say stop. That was on the radio. Oh man. How about uh, I wanna <laughs> lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes. <laughs> Get this. I was at a cheesecake factory and it was later at night and I'm sitting in the booth close to the kitchen and all I can hear is caught me banging on the bathroom floor and the and the manager comes running over turn that down and the cooks turn it down and then i'm not kidding like 20 seconds later they turn it right back up and shaggy's jamming again that's okay back in my day we had doobie baby anybody remember mm, that fine jam mm, mm. hey i wh- want your sex I want your sex <laughs> oh you remember the uh by, by the way in case you don't know we, we are actually on a country station i know we're not talking anything country now i apologize right. for that because i feel like people who listen especially to the today's music the kind of music the kind of country that we play. I feel like a lot of our listeners listen to several types of me. I feel like everybody who listens to New Country probably also listened to pop growing up back in the day like we did. Do you remember Next? Uh, Too close. Step back, you're standing kind of close. And then this line, feel a little poke coming through (laughs) on you. (laughs) Feel a little poke. Oh my gosh. I remember that song was like 98 and I remember like, oh, this is a fun beat. And they played the radio version. Then I finally like years later heard the uncensored version. The whole song is about the dude's boner. Oh, that's it's hilarious. A, it's all about this dude's <laughs> the erection. The thing is, when I started in radio, obviously, I was far, far from having kids. And, I mean, we played so, whatever was hot. You know, and some of the lyrics, if you really listen to them, are crazy. And I remember we would get moms that would call and complain and say, please stop playing that. Cause remember Bitch, Meredith Brooks? Great I'm song. I'm a yeah. bitch. I'm, I'm a lover. lover. Such a good song. I played that when it was new on the radio and, and, I, and I was like, oh, get over it. In my mind, I'm like, oh, calm down. And now I'm like, oh my God, I can't imagine my kids listening to Bitch on the, the radio. We, uh, cause my stepsister growing, so I, I have a stepsister. She's like six months older than me. So we're right at that same age. So when that song came out, we were, I'm sorry to do this, Jay. We were like you know like 12 like 97 so we we're probably 11 or 12 years old and and my sister loved that song yeah i mean okay cuss word aside it's a great song it's a great song great song so my my dad actually we were all in the car one day and the song came on the radio station in st louis and we were <laughs> and it's <laughs> 11 years old i'm a bitch I'm a <laughs> and she's oh getting God. and my dad's like dad like gets to a stop he stops and he goes 
stop it. She stopped singing that song. You are not allowed to say that. And she's like, and she got, she's like, I'm not cussing. It's part of the song. I'm just singing the song. And he, I'd be like, it's a female dog. And he, say that all the time. Like, and he, and he yelled, and he looked her dead in the eyes, and he goes, No, bullshit. You know that you are just singing that song so you can get away with saying a cuss word, and I'm telling you, stop. I love that he said bullshit. Right. Yeah, he stopped yeah, cussing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. That's too funny, dude. Great example with burning CDs. Like uh, burning CDs was everything. Did you guys have in your uh, in your car? Did you have the uh, on the visor the CD case? Oh holder? yeah. So how, okay, how? Because this is a, you know this is a test of your of how cool you were. Mm. How many discs did your CD visor holder hold? Oh, wasn't it like six or something like that? Well, like there were people who had twelve. Oh, I I oh, wasn't that advanced. I must be way in a burning CDs back in the day compared to y'all. I had like this zip around thing in it. Oh, yeah, I had that. It oh, had yeah, hundred and twenty of them. But yeah, I don't know. No. We all had the folder. I didn't have the visor because uh, <laughs> my first car was an '85 Caprice Classic, Uh-oh. and the visor would always like slowly creep down while I'm driving. <laughs> so I'd have to smack it up every time. So I really couldn't keep it on there, and I didn't want to put it on the passenger side and reach right. over. I so. The stereo in my car didn't work, so I had a boombox in my back seat, and yes. then I would have to put the CD in and then crank it up. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, so what I did to maximize efficiency was I actually I went to a uh, I, I was I went to a blues hockey game, and it was like CD visor giveaway night, and it had it had the it had the blues logo, and then like whoever the sponsor was. So I got to my mom gave me hers, so I had one on the driver's visor and another sixer on the passenger visor. Plus I did have the binder, although you said 120, I think mine was like. Like sixty-ish discs. Mm. So the fact that you're busting out a 120 is really making me question my manhood right now. And I had a smaller one too that I kept uh, close to the, the like armrest. <laughs> he just said he had a smaller one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, Mike is two inches from the ground. There it is. I'm two that, inches laying on my stomach. <laughs> of what we're talking about. So I saw this. Which age range represents the best years of your life? Like where uh, where you are now in life, you know, if you looking back, what would you say were the best years of your life? You know what's crazy? I, I have an exact answer. Really? 21 to 25. And why? Be, so that was, uh, during that time was when my, my career had really just gotten started. I had just moved to Illinois. And what I didn't realize until, it was, this is like a, you don't know you're in the good old days until they're the good old days, mm-hmm. is when I was doing radio in Illinois, and I didn't realize this at the time, but for me, that was my version of college. Because but it was later, because it was 21 to 25, um, but I just, it was my, I lived like really far away from home, I was, I was totally on my own, and I just made a lot of real good friends. I, I was at, I had some of the best birthday parties in my life, like I met a real good core group of friends, and whenever it was somebody's birthday, like we went, Wild! It was a great time, and I I, rem- I remember my 22nd birthday. Close friend of mine took care. Of, like she's like, "You're, I'm driving you. We're going to this little town next to Ottawa, Illinois. Tater shot. Mm-hmm. We went to Ottawa, Illinois. Great bars over there. We and I just, I we, we knew all the since we worked with the, all these bars advertised with us. Yeah. So they knew who we were when we walked in. They're like, "It's it's Mike's birthday," and they were like, "Oh, Sam!" And they served us up, and we just. That was just it was it was time. it was just my version of college, man. A lot of dated uh, this. I'm not trying to sound like a hoe, but I dated a lot of great women, like yeah. was, like you know, because I, I I hadn't found Mrs. Keller yet. So, but I just it was. I remember I I just I met a lot of good people. Oh, sorry. Tater, what, what would you say, Tater? Like best years of your lives, or what? what? 
period of your life was the best? I would have to say like uh, 17 years old going into the early 20s because I really liked high, high school. was just a great time. I know a lot of people said, oh, they didn't like school. I loved it. I mean, I didn't like to go into class, but I mean, clowning around with all my friends and having a good time. I remember this one time, me and my friend challenged each other to a rubber band ball contest to see nice. which person can make the biggest rubber band ball. <laughs> and I had one. I'm not kidding. The size of a bowling ball. And my car didn't lock on one certain door. My friend that I was in the challenge with stole the bowling ball from me, a.k.a. my rubber band ball, and he chopped it with a lawnmower. Oh. And it chopped like half of it. And then I'm standing at my locker here. Boom, 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 boom. What hit me right in the leg? He rolled it at me, and he was like, Who's going to win now? And I go, oh, what'd you do to my rubber? I oh, nice. Just like goofy things like that. It was just such a great memory. And then early 20s, going to the bars with my friends. It was good. I'm going to probably surprise you both by saying the best years of my life, it's right now. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew yeah. you said, you cheesy cheeseball. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you that for real. In, in the way of a job, this is my favorite job I've ever had. In the way of kids, they're old enough to be able to do enough for themselves that I'm I'm busy with them, but it's... And it's it's like bittersweet because I miss them as babies, but at the same time, they are so cool as they get older. Like each year, it just gets better and better. Um, I love being in my 40s because I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I'm not afraid to just be me. So I feel like, you know, people say that, like, oh, life just keeps getting better. But it for me, it really does. I feel like I'm just much more solid now. You know, got a little more money in the bank than I sure, did when sure. I was in my 20s. Yeah, and, I, and I've just, I've learned a lot along the way. So I would absolutely say that right now I'm living my best life. I have been a co-host of, of many morning shows, Jenny, and I have never instantly click with someone like I click. And you know that too. Same, I do. There it's was, rare. It was for, Tater watched us from back. He's like, geez, these guys are like twins. It's very awkward. It's probably <laughs> yeah. very awkward for you. are like, oh my God, freaks. Like, yeah. and, I, and I understand that. Actually, you know what? I am happy you say that because here on the Morning After Podcast, Jenny Matthews, I would like to issue a formal apology. Okay. I, uh, right. We don't really fight that often here. In fact, we, we don't fight. I, I, we I, one I thought half a fight one time. I thought you. Yeah, it was last week it on was, this podcast. It was, like, it was like half. It didn't even. It lasted like one second. It was. <laughs> I listened back and I was like, "Wow, it was the fastest little argument I've ever." It wasn't even an argument. It wasn't I, even know what it was. Well, it was we, a hormone. We thing. quickly realized it was, it was a simple misunderstanding. It's and all and good. my hormones were out of whack that week, so <laughs> I'll give you that. Are you going through the change? I don't know. <laughs> it's quite possible. Um. No, I owe you a sincere apology, and I thought I was going to have to like write you a check. Write you a check. I'm sorry. I'm not old. I, I was, was going to Venmo you like $2,000. <laughs> so every so of the three of us, I am the only coffee drinker here. But it works out well because Jenny Matthews loves the smell, loves the aroma of coffee. So every day, what I do is I come in with my coffee mug, and I'll kind of wave it in a circular motion under your not like not like right under your nose but I'll, I'll come close to you and I'll just kind of wave it so, so you get the the aroma but hold on I really like the whole process I know it, and, and I really look forward to the the just I don't know we do this happens every day so you'll go to your locker and you'll get your supplies and then you go out and I know supplies. you're whipping up your coffee and I love it because at that time I just kind of I usually FaceTime my family mm-hmm. and then I know you're going to walk back in and you do you take your coffee it's very nice and you just sort of waft it over my direction so that I can get a good smell of the coffee I love it I love the whole process well so I'm, I'm I'll rotate coffee mugs, and and the mug I'm using right now it's it's wider, but it's shallower. Okay, so there's not a lot of room from the top, and so I'm doing my wafting, and I guess I got a little too aggressive with my wafting, and drip drops of coffee yeah. spilled not only on Jenny's brand new iPhone, mm-hmm. 
but the majority of it spilled on her very nice Windows touchscreen laptop super cool keyboard thing that she has. Yeah. And I am the, and like, Jenny, and, and when you tell me, you're like, it wasn't that big of a deal. I believe you. But just know that for me, it was. Like, my heart sank because I'm like, it did. oh, no. I fully accept your apology. Um, you have to remember, I'm a mom of two kids who are constantly getting something on me at all times. I'm constantly cleaning up messes. It's just part of who I am, what I do. It's totally fine. I will tell you, the only problem with, with what happened there is Uh-oh. that you must put sugar in your coffee yeah. because um, I have some ants now over <laughs> here by where I sit with my laptop. And so I think that I'm going to have to call my friends at Blue Beetle to have them come take care of the problem. You mean Blue Beetle, proud sponsor of the Morning After podcast with Michael and Jenny Matthews? It's funny you should say that. Absolutely. Hey. That's hey. what I'm talking about. And hey, we call that a segue, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Very hey. well done. That was awesome. Summer is here. So are the bugs. Spy Ants get your home prepared, kid and pet safe. They use all kinds of you know things, chemicals, whatever. But it is kid and pet safe, and I know that's real important. Mitch, the owner, great guys, great company. Go to bluebeetlepest.com and get more info. And for ten bucks off your first, if you're a brand new customer for your first treatment, just mention that you heard it here on the Morning After podcast. And if you do, like, shoot one of us a tweet or a Facebook message or, or however you want to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. You can email us. You know, I'm I'm Mike at Q104KC. Jenny at Q104KC, Tater at Q104KC. We have very simple emails to, to get a hold of us at any time mm-hmm. about anything. Uh, today's a big, I'm happy for Kansas City today. That sounds very cheesy, but let me explain. So today I'm really proud of our radio station and what we're doing. Uh, Q104, as, actually as we're recording this podcast right at, uh, at over at the uh, Cable Dahmer Arena on Independence there at 70 and 470. Big career fair going on right now. Q104 career fair. Um, Tater, did you say that as of as of today because for a while it was like over 30 employers but it's, is it over it's over 50 now yeah they uh, send out a list of all the people because I actually will be there in a little bit when are you going uh, after we're done with this I'm okay. getting in the Q104 truck and I'm gonna head there they say there's over 50 of them uh, employers there ready to hire on the spot and I'm I'm excited because the, you're gonna dude, go look for a new job. I was gonna say, <laughs> wait, hold on a minute. You're like, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, what are you scheming no, up here, dude? Uh, no, because uh, so the army, the navy, and the marines will be there, and so Funny. the marines, you and I have got to experience this. We went to San Diego and got to see boot camp for ourselves with the marines, and uh, I just hung out with the army, the recruiters in this area. We went to the World War World War One Museum on Memorial Day uh, weekend, so it was kind of cool. So it's gonna be nice to see all those. I bet folks. that was inspiring. Inspirational AF to be there on Memorial Day. In all yeah. seriousness, I bet that was quite awesome. With a couple of guys that have served, and my Gee. father served, and it, it, it was the first time I ever went there, so it was it was a pretty cool experience. So I'm ready to see them, folks. And, and there's a lot of companies that we have dealt with mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis are going to be there as well. I tell you what, God bless. And this is so, I feel like you hear everybody say it like God bless our men and women who serve in the United States military, whatever. I this is I can't use this wording on the air because I'd probably get fired, but. I, I don't understand, and I mean this in the best way possible. I don't understand. I never in a million years would I have the balls to join the branch of military service. Like oh, me the, either. The, seriously, the, the the balls you gotta have, or, or I'm sorry, or the lady oh, equivalent oh, yeah, of balls. Yeah. I don't know what the the oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> the courage. There we go. Hey. The, the courage you have to have to, to to sign up to be willing to make that sacrifice to me is. Is, is unbelievable. I, I don't have that in my body. And I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm not really ashamed to admit that, but I was like, people who signed, my best friend was 12 years in the army, was over Afghanistan all the time, Iraq all the time, lived in Germany, lived in uh, Hawaii. Actually, you know, you know why he got out? 
because they wanted to move him from Hawaii to Fort Riley, Kansas, outside of it. He's like, I am not moving from Honolulu to Kansas. And I'm no. like, and I feel like our Kansas people even understand, yeah, I get that. I don't think I'd make that move either. So, um, Anyway, but the, the career fair is going on today, so shout out to anybody who maybe is, is making a run there, trying to change their life or, or, or get back on track after COVID. But that got us thinking, you know, like if we weren't in radio, what would we do? And we've, my answer has always been a pilot, mm-hmm. but I've decided to, I'm not changing, but I'm getting more specific in my answer. Because at first I just thought like, you know, like, like commercial pilot, you know, go fly for Southwest or whatever. No, I don't yeah. want to do that now. Okay. I would like to be a, I would like to be like a huge star's personal pilot. Hmm. I would like to be the guy who flies like Dwayne the Rock Johnson all around the world to all of his movie premieres. And you, there's got to be a guy. I mean, you need somebody to do that. You got to have a guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I, mean, there, I know there, there, there are like private jet services, but I would like to be like, I would like to be Dwayne's pilot. Why don't you go to flight school? So I've I've thought about, you know, there. I don't live far from like the Lee Summit, the municipal airport right there. Yeah. I know actually Mrs. Keller for my birthday not too long ago looked into buying me like a flying lesson, like just the yeah. first one. See if you like it, anyway. I, well, I, I I think it's a I think it's a little out of our price range right now. Yeah. I think it's 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 a little more expensive than even you may think, and uh, so it's not in the cards right now. But I I would like to whether we partner up with like a you know we do a you know a trade with the radio station or it's just something I do privately. Uh, it is something I would like to do one day. I just know that right now financially, it's just not a possibility. See, and I feel like I love what I do, but don't you ever wonder if this crumbles? What do we? What do we do? What kind of? I'm scared to death if that happens. Well, here's my thing. I have got to be in. I've got to be in law, or I'm so serious about this. I'm not even kidding. Like, I got to work with the courts. I got to work with at a law firm. I have to do a detective agency, the FBI. Like, I need to do something with that because I'm genuinely passionate about it. I am intrigued by it. I watch trials. All the time, complete trials. I, I just love it. You would be a par- uh, paralegal, and there would be well, no question about it. Yeah. That's I what just, you would be. I don't know if that's going to quite fill. Here's what I really want to be. I want to work like at the law firm, and I want to be the one that goes through the evidence. I want to dig that's up right. the... I don't know. Maybe like a private investigator. Yeah, that's what the paralegals do. No, I think a paralegal is more... Isn't it like they just work up the paperwork and stuff, and they help... I, well, I think really they know. also do some. Hunt. What about this? What, what if you go to like that. a? What if we go to a top law firm, mm-hmm. right? And you go to a guy like a, what, what's one in Kansas? Like Edelman and Thompson. Yeah. Right. So, let, so let, let's say Edelman needs an assistant. Yeah, that's me. And the assistant is the one who combs through all the files yes. and does all the things. Okay. Yes. So you need to be just the 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 personal assistant of of a of somebody whose name is on the law firm. Yeah. A That's name. pretty much it, I think. Okay, yeah, and I don't go. want the boring stuff. I mean, I want the juicy cases, the mysteries. Well, you probably have to. It's, it probably depends on the day. There's going to be some days where you have to do some boring stuff, but you'll also get some fun days too. Because we have a friend. It's it's a college roommate of my husband's, and um, he is an attorney, but he does mostly stuff with like um, workman's compensation, things like that. And so when he comes over for barbecues, like I really get excited to talk to him because I love to talk about lawyer stuff and law stuff, but. He's like, Jenny, he's like, I'm doing like workman's comp stuff. He's like, it's not, he knows what I want. I want the Dateline, the 2020 stories. I want, I want the, the real drama. I understand. So anyway, I would be doing something in law. What would All you right. be? Yeah. Doing, if you, Tater? if you weren't behind a microphone, Tater, what are you doing? This is going to tie into what I want to do, but I got to tell you that Dustin Lynch is a pilot. Right. And he's learning uh, how to fly because he wants to fly from shows back, you know, to his house, kind of like Dirk Bentley does. He said he was talking to Dirks about flying because Dirks does it as well. And he said uh, his hometown, Tullahoma, and Dirks goes, ah, I don't like that place. And he goes, why? He goes, 
almost died flying. Mm-hmm. He was like doing something, the plane messed up, he almost crashed and burned. So just be safe, Mike, if you ever do the flying, okay? Thank you. Get Boy, you a parachute. Thank uh, you. Now I'm scared. Now I'm scared to death. Thanks a lot, Tanner. I feel no. like I'm going to take my first flying lesson. I'm going to die. Do you want to yeah, know yeah. something? As you were describing that you want to be a pilot, in my head, I'm like, please don't do it, Mike. Please don't do it, Mike. Because I wow. I worry so much. I, my nephew is actually in flight school right now, and he wants to be an airline pilot for, you know, pilot for one of the right. big airlines. And it's just terrifying to me. And my mom, and God bless him, like I'm so proud of him, but he's been doing it like five minutes. And my mom said something the other day, like, well, it's a long story as to why, but she's like, you could just see if Max could like hook you up. Maybe he can just fly you from A to B or whatever and I'm like yeah I love him but no like not yet just get a little Cessna to go from here to Maryland where you're from Kansas City to Maryland now those Lowell airplanes they don't have a lot of get so you probably have to stop twice like you probably have to land in uh Indy and then land again in Cleveland and then you'll make it to Maryland <laughs> yeah but hey you'll you get, get a there. little you get a, you, you get him his hours he'll appreciate that Come he's on. a great kid he's gonna be great he's very uh type a you know I think he's gonna be a wonderful pilot but right. I, I'm gonna need him to have a little bit more experience. <laughs> All right, so Tanner, there's no microphone in front of you. What are you doing for a living? Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking I'll call up Dustin and say, "Hey, Dustin, come pick me up because I want to go to Nashville and write songs." It's there either you go. it's e- I, that, tough. It's either write songs because I really like it, or be a music video director, which I could probably do both of those things. You know. But you're not going to do that here. Why don't you move to Nashville? You have nothing keeping you in Kansas City. I mean, you have this job. Wow, the radio we are station, literally but... right here, Jenny. No, You've broken like, my heart. Uh, what I mean is, you're not, you know, you're not married. You're not really hmm. locked down. Why don't you? Why don't you move there and well, go do that? I, I think he's locked down. He's just not telling us. I just nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> because you no, know, no, I have, no. um, I, I have a girlfriend who is not, you know, she's she's not married. She's not locked down to anything. She rents an apartment. It would be very easy for her to pick up and go somewhere mm. else. And I always say, like, you've got these dreams. Just go do it. And because once. I'm telling you, once you do get settled down, it's a little a lot harder to pick up and go. Yeah, definitely. I maybe I I need to start writing songs. You know, I've talked to artists about it, and they're like, just write some songs, man. Yeah. And then if you think you're you're decent enough, you know, make a trip to Nashville if you want, and you know, maybe you can hook up with a couple of people that are writing and and see if you can get a song or two. Which for sure, you know I, what? I, I think you'll you'll know the answer to this question, but I don't. But I do believe every song. I think it was Stapleton who said. Um, you just got to sit down and start writing, and you just have to accept the fact that the first several songs you write are just gonna suck. Like, like, like that's what he says. He's like, when you start writing, so when you very, when you write your very first song, just know that it's gonna suck. But that's okay because you did it, and then you kind of figure out what you. You'll be your own worst critic. You'll figure out what you don't like about it, and then you will write another one that'll be a little better, but it probably still sucks. And then you'll keep going because you, you just got to keep. It's like everything. It's practice. The first time you shoot a basketball, you suck at it. Then you shoot a basketball ten thousand times, and you're all right. Mm-hmm. You know. Interesting. Yeah. Remember that time we got to see Caitlin Smith at Knuckleheads? Yeah, I buddy. actually talked to her about it. She was saying that Ryan Tedder. The guy isn't even one, one republic. republic. Yeah, he is too a, late to yeah, apologize. You know what? So he's a bigger songwriter than he was with One Republic. Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. he, he's written songs for everybody. And he has a class actually you can pay to take, and oh. I think it maybe an online or something like that. She was telling me, "Hey, why don't you try that?" So I, I've been thinking about it. You know, you I'm like, should not even think about it. You should do it if that's a passion of yours. I say go for it because you know they say and it sounds so cheesy, but it's like you know find something you love and you'll never you know work a day in your life. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, it's the truth. I mean, coming in here every morning. Okay, the only the only thing that sucks about this job is having to wake up at four something in the morning but honestly I've gotten used to that take a little mm-hmm. nap in the day I'm fine you know but I do think if you can find something that you really love to do that's the way I mean try so you should do that Tater I might give the class a try you know maybe write some songs maybe you guys can help me write you want, yeah. y'all want to write a song together 
Well, yeah, because I want that songwriting money, but them songwriters <laughs> make that money. They make more than the performers, don't oh, they? Yeah. Maybe we should start with that parody song we kind of joked around about yesterday. Of the, There's a super target calling my name, yeah. and then Jenny was uh, talking about I all like the things one. she buys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had an idea, didn't you? No, Pro- you did. Probably. It was Ingrid Andrus. Yeah, more farts. You'll be smelling more farts than mine. Okay, just- so you don't want to be an original songwriter. <laughs> you want to be you're, Weird Al. You're- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's, or it's who's the other guy? Isn't, it, isn't there a country guy? Is it Radney Carrington or something like I that? Is the is. he's yeah. the the spoof country guy? Yeah, and then there's been a couple other kind of obscene ones. Uh, but you could also be, you know, Brad Paisley has some. Like silly songs, ticks, you know, Uh things like that. I mean, you Mm -hmm. could be something like that. Toby Keith, I feel like, had some, I hate to say silly, but you know what I'm saying. Toby's living off that Taylor money. He got a cut of when Taylor got famous. Taylor Swift? Yeah. How? Why? He helped discover her, I guess. Him and Scotty B, Scott Borchetta, kind of discovered her together. No way. I did not know that. Scott and Toby put some money towards her demo and getting her going. So Toby gets a cut of everything Taylor, I believe, oh still to this day. I don't. Uh, maybe maybe not. Maybe, since not she left maybe not anymore. She's doing all her own cuts. You know, she's redoing all her songs now. I'm sure he doesn't get any of that. But like all. Wow. Toby's Toby's got Taylor money because he helped get her started. So that's I why I never knew that. That's he, cool. He'll put out a, a ridiculous silly song every once. He's going to be part care. of a silly song that's coming out this week that Brantley and Hardy are the on. Worst the, country song ever. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be on that. <laughs> I like Toby Keith. He had some really good songs. Hey, uh, real quick, just a quick shout out to everybody who listens to our actual, like our, our radio show on Q104. We just got some uh, numbers in a little bit ago. The uh, 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 hey, look, real talk. There are three country radio stations in, the, in this mm-hmm. dang city. That is insane. Like mm-hmm. no other city has to deal with that. And of all the morning shows, uh, you, we recently the new numbers say that we are the most listened to out of all the countries. Shout out to you for listening. And also shout out to us a little bit too. We appreciate it. No, thank you for listening to us. That's very awesome. I just we got that news a little bit ago, and I I wanted to share that. That that's really cool because it's a highly competitive market, and the fact that you choose to listen to us and our silliness and the goofy stuff that we do, and we don't know if anybody listens. Thank you. You know, here's the thing. That's why I let management does their thing. You know, there are people in this building that keep their eye on the ratings and keep their eye on all that stuff. And I, I'm just like, you know what? This is what I like to do. I want to come in, like talk about doing your, having your passion and you never work a day. I mm-hmm. like to come in, do our thing, be authentic, give our 100% of, you know, of ourselves, try to be a little funny, whatever. And go home. Like I don't, I don't like thinking about the competitive nature of the business. I yeah. actually hate that side of this business. You but, can't. Yeah. But I, I love to do this, and I feel like if you do something you love, like it, it does pay off eventually. If you're just authentic, just no matter what you're doing, just give it your all and be authentic. Yeah, we're 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 real. That's for sure. But uh, sometimes we're. Real stupid. What's up here? I think it's the perfect time to bring this up. Today marks eight years that I've been in radio. Um, I moved to Northern Illinois from school in St. Louis at Mike Knows Well Broadcast Center. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So if you're listening to this and you don't know if there's a job, like we were talking about jobs we didn't have right now, what will you do? I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, and I was 20-something years old working at, I would not call it a dead-end job, but more or less to me it was. I found that radio was something I think I could be good at, so I went to school. You know, you work your butt off, you get a job somewhere, you work there, you move on, and yeah, today, eight years in radio, so uh, hey. thank you to everybody hey. that hey. listened to me and supported me, and I really do appreciate you two being, you know, outgoing and and. You know, we think different. We try to do things different. We try to be positive and have fun. I mean, fun is the most important part. But thank you so much for you two. Let me be part of the show. And uh, today it really makes uh, a big, 
you know, difference to me that I can have a job that I love. Mm-hmm. And I really, and my, and I know my uh, mom and dad are very proud of me. Or, you know, for sure, no doubt about that. Hey, you've been as long as a two-term president. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's really good. Yeah, I like that. You know, look, here's the deal, guys. You know, Tater idolizes me. He's followed my every he footstep. Really he went to the radio school I went to after I did. <laughs> yeah. He worked at the stations in Illinois after I did. Right. He then and he followed me to get look like I you know, I know you just you just I know you pretty much just worship the ground I walk on, man. That's okay, a lot of people I'm kidding. I'm well, totally kidding. They, they say never meet your heroes and then the first day I met you, you go, Oh shit. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> that, that, that's what we're going to end on that because that was awesome. The Morning After Podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, by Keller, Jenny Matthews, producer Terry. We appreciate you listening to this podcast. We appreciate you listening to Q104. I will say one thing, though. If you have an idea of something that you would like for us to talk about on the podcast, we should throw this out on the air also just to get, you know, because we, we will talk about anything. Um, yeah, email Jenny at Q104KC.com. Mike at Q104KC.com. Tater at Q104KC.com. Or follow us on social media. Oh, Jenny Matthews on air. I got, a, I got a, hold on, I got an email already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, next week we're going to do a mock political debate. All right. Ooh, yeah. uh, okay. uh, Tater, you're going to be the Democrat. Jenny, the Republican. I'm going to be the Independent, and we'll see what happens. You kidding me right now? No, I'm not even going to even start with that. Uh, shout out Blue Beetle Pest Control, yeah. sponsor of the Morning After podcast. We appreciate you, and uh, we will talk to you again next week.